And all I want for Christmas is yet another very pop-punk Christmas special. Ask and ye shall receive. Welcome back, Keen Bean, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mike. Hard to believe it's been an entire year since we made our last Christmas special. Even harder to believe it's been a whole year since we made an episode at all, Mike. <laughs> yes, it sure is, Keenan. But hey, let's not focus on any humbugs during this special time of year. Let's just be thankful we're back in action and thankful that our favorite pop-punk bands are still pumping out Christmas bangers for us to enjoy. You're exactly right, Mike. This year, we'll be keeping the same format as always. Eight pop-punk Christmas songs, both old and new. Eight opportunities to explore Christmas themes and relive the emo days of yore. Count me in, Keenan. Without any further ado, let's saddle up the reindeer and sleigh ride in. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. All right, Mike, here we go. Little rusty, first time in a while, but let's just go for it. Song number one, Newfound Glory's Xmas. Great upbeat opening track, Keenan. Uh, my favorite tradition. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about all of our old episodes. <laughs> I also remember um, celebrity weddings. I remember oh, yeah. celebrity funeral or celebrity death. Those are some good traditions. Doppelgangers, tattoo lines. I didn't look into any celebrities that were married or died on Christmas. That was... An oversight on my part. I feel like, did we do that last time? I feel like we did that last time. <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like we had to have, but yeah. So we probably already did it. I mean, we don't need to redo it. That's true. We hate repeating ourselves here. We never do that. Ever. Ever. My first thought, so this was one of the songs that you picked out. How did we make it to the fourth one of these and not have this song on one of the previous three? We did that on purpose. We were just saving the best for... I guess not necessarily last, but we're saving a good one for <laughs> Fingers a, future, a future pop punk Christmas special. I think everybody can appreciate that each episode may be our last. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, keep tuning in. Maybe you were saving it for last, but I don't think I knew this existed. But it's been around for about 20 years, right? Yeah, it came out in 2002. I actually saw that it was on... Sticks and Stones, maybe it was on like special editions of Sticks and Stones. I couldn't actually find it anywhere listed, but there was a note somewhere that said came out in 2002, which was the same year that Sticks and Stones came out. 
it definitely sounds like that era of newfound glory it has the same sort of pacing to it if that makes sense yeah it does similar sound for sure and we should mention this is appropriate because during our year-long break we went to go see newfound glory in concert together we did that's exactly right they opened for yellow card right no well did you you actually saw them twice right wait what you did. You saw them open for All American Rejects. All American Rejects. Oh, yeah. And then we saw them at their acoustic tour back in March. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that in Glenside. With Shane. With Shano. Yeah. When was that? That was like, that was early this year. It was, it like was March of 23. March. In Glenside, yeah. PA. Oh, man. That was quite the night. Yeah, you surprised us. You showed up. We were not expecting you. It was a surprise because you told me that you and Shane were going and you told me your seat numbers. So... I yeah. bought a ticket, but didn't tell you I was going because there's always a chance that I don't end up going to things like that <laughs> with uh, children and and a wife and things that come up. But I was able to make it. It was like a five minute drive for me. So yeah, it was literally right around the corner. Yeah, that was very shocking. I, the second I saw you, I was like, wait, did we plan this? Like, I couldn't remember if we had discussed <laughs> it. And I remember sending you our seats just like kind of as a joke, but also hopefully like, oh, maybe he will actually show up, but you didn't tell Seaworth. So yeah, that was, that was a great surprise, Mike. Yeah, that was fun. That's one of the best things about pop punk music is tickets to shows are still reasonable. So you can spend 20 or 30 bucks and not lose your shirt if you can't end up going to it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was highly affordable. They did not play this song that night, though. I was going to say this song was not played a uh, little bit out of place in, in March. Maybe if, if we saw them now, they might throw it into the set, but that would yeah, be that's true. interesting to go and check out setlist.fm and see if they ever play this one. But it's the classic pop punk Christmas song where, from what I can tell, from what I'm reading into it, it looks like a relationship is coming to an end just as Christmas is rounding the bend. It's the holidays bringing out the worst in relationships, which is a pretty classic pop punk theme and pop punk Christmas theme. We've heard it before. But yeah, having to spend money and effort on somebody who you don't actually really care about and they don't care about you. So you're like, what's the point of even doing this? That's definitely what I was hearing. That was the main theme that I got. Yeah. Jordan sings, I know you never liked any gifts I gave to you. Love that line. Yeah. And I was wondering... Have you ever received or given a gift where you can tell the person just doesn't really like it or you have to feign excitement or delight when you open something from somebody else? So I was definitely thinking about that. <laughs> that was one thing that I was going to ask you too. <laughs> but 
I couldn't think of anything specifically that I didn't like, mostly because, I don't know, I'm just happy to get anything on Christmas anymore, <laughs> being a 32-year-old, 33-year-old man. Um, I just forgot my age for a quick second. Uh, <laughs> just had a birthday. Yeah. No big deal. Um, You're still more 32 than 33, right? Yeah, for sure. But there's nothing specifically that I can think of that I didn't like. What it made me think of was how like we were kids and things that we hated when we were kids, like clothing, mm -hmm. I actually love now. Yeah. Like whenever I get like a new sweater, or, like new underwear, I'm like, oh my God, yes, I need new underwear. All my underwear have like holes in them. So this is like the perfect gift. That's all I was thinking about. I can definitely tell when I give somebody a gift and they're like <laughs> lukewarm response. And I'm just like, okay, they, you get me they hated it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do you have any specific ones that you're like, oh, I, I did not want that? Well, I guess it's something about being 33 because I was thinking this morning actually that I need more white socks because yeah, a lot of my socks have holes in the soles. Ooh. So I might tell Abby that would be a nice stocking stuffer. <laughs> Some white socks. <laughs> Stuffing socks into socks. <laughs> Bigger socks. But yeah, I was trying to think there's never been like there's been some gifts that are, are better than others, but there's never been one where I've I've had to convince the person that I'm actually happy that they gave me something. Because yeah. it's always just like I guess the the rationale is, well, they took some time to think of you and that's the important part. Maybe it's not a, a grand slam gift. There was one that came to mind that I'll um, preface this by saying it was an elderly member of my family. So mm. that's always like questionable. You know, they're not yeah. really sure what to get younger kids in their family and whatnot. And we don't know what to get them. So it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't get this person anything either. Wow. So, but it was it was my she's no longer with us. So rest in peace. Mm. But uh, it was my grandmother's cousin or something like that. Um, but oh, she would join us every year for Christmas. So it was nice to see her. But she would always get us gifts. And it's like, you don't have to get us gifts. You know, just, you know, come hang out, whatever. Yeah, barely related. So it was, I was in high school and I remember she got me the novelized version of High School Musical. <laughs> what? That was, That's a great gift. I'd love to get that now. I, I wish I still had it. I'm sure you can <laughs> go to a library or something and find it there. I might buy that for somebody this year. That's amazing. <laughs> it was, and I think I just said, oh, wow, thank you. And. And she said, oh, I thought you would like it since you're in high school, which makes sense. You know, <laughs> you love musicals. You're in high school. Yeah, I can see where the thought process was there. And so I said, thank you very much. And I placed it on my shelf. And at some point I, I lost track of it. But oh, darn. So that's really the only thing where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the same Christmas. That one's, that's a good one, though. <laughs> yeah. The same Christmas she gave me and my cousin, Chris, who's a couple years younger than me. I don't think he got the High School Musical book, unfortunately, but she gave both of us knives. Like what? Like pocket <laughs> knives? Yeah. Like hunting like knives? Pocket knives. Like, and they were, um, they were decorated with like the American flag and a bald eagle. Oh, that's pretty freaking badass. Yeah, my parents immediately confiscated that <laughs> because they're like, "You have no use for this," and the only thing that can happen is something bad. So, yeah. They did the right thing. I think. Yeah, they took it away, and I don't think I ever got it back. But that was a big thing in in grade school and high school was like having a knife, like not actually yeah. carrying it and using it. Just like I have one. Knives in High School Musical. I think those are actually two pretty legit gifts. Yeah, she's like, I know you're in high school, um, and you love musicals, and I also know that you might stab somebody if if it came to that. So <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah. So in this song, he's buying gifts that this person doesn't like. He's probably getting gifts from the person and he doesn't like them. But yeah, it's just all about like a relationship that's going south during the holidays. Holidays never living up to your expectations. You're always sort of let down during those times of year. And that is unfortunately the reality for a lot of people. And so that's what they're talking about. What did you think about the Jingle Bells bridge in this song? Oh, I did make a note of that. Yeah. It had actual jingle bells, like the ding a ling a ling a ling a ling ling ling. What's the difference? This song has both the like big bells that go like dong dong dong, and then it also has the jingle bells that are like tick 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 tick. Yeah. What are jingle bells are the smaller ones, right? The tick tick tick. That's what I think of them as. I'm what sure are the there's big some, bells? What are those? Some differentiations between them. What are, what are the big ones called? Or are they also just jingle bells? Well, there's also sleigh bells. Now, are sleigh bells and jingle oh, bells sleigh? the same? Or are sleigh oh. bells slightly larger? Because sleigh bells would Whoa. be like... Those are the tiny little ball ones, right? I feel like sleigh bells might be bigger because you affix them to your horse, <laughs> right? Or to your sled. So they might be a little bit bigger. I guess so. Is that like a car horn for sleighs? Yeah. Look out. Oh, here cool. we come. But yeah, I think jingle bells are the ones that... Um, you know, the dry cleaner has hanging on the door. Okay. Right. <laughs> Jingle bells. <laughs> and sleigh bells are the bigger ones. Okay. Yeah. Well, this song has both. So that's fortunate. And it has the physical Jingle bells as well as the riff to Jingle bells during the bridge. Exactly on right. On the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> another dimension to it. So that comes in and you're like, oh my God, how did, how did they sneak this one in here? But it was kind of cool getting that familiar sound midway through the song. Yeah. <laughs> It was a very natural transition. It didn't feel forced, but I'm sure, I'm sure they always knew like we got to put some sort of like Christmas melody in here somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Besides all the bells. <laughs> yeah, besides that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was a good song. This is a good one to start with. It was kind of classic pop punk sound to your point. Um, classic newfound glory sound, and I think a great way to kick it off, Mike. Absolutely, Keen Bean. Speaking of classic pop punk bands and. Christmas albums. Second song, Mike, Reliant K's We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I could have easily gone back to check on this, but have we included a Reliant K song on each Christmas episode? That's a great question. I don't know. We definitely had one last year. I think we had one the year before. Did we do the one the first year? Okay. So you actually noted this. So Reliant K 2020 
Merry Christmas, here's the many more. We did not have one in 2021. Ah, okay. So the first year skipped a year, and then the last two years we've had one. Yeah, last year we did okay. All Lang Syne. I feel like you could get a Reliant K Christmas song into every single one of these episodes, considering they've had how many albums that were devoted to Christmas? They've had two. One was released, and then I think that was a shorter album, and then they re-released that album, expanded it. So the first one was called Deck the Halls, Bruise Your Hand. Which is what this one's on. Mm-hmm. Came out in 2003. And then the next one was called Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Reindeer. That's right. Yep. And I think the reindeer one, I think Sleigh Bells is on that one as well, which is, I would say that's like their biggest Christmas song. Okay. Like I hear that on the radio every once in a while. Oh, really? Like on the alternative station? Like, no, on the Christmas station. Really? Wow. Maybe like once. Maybe it happened one time. Okay. <laughs> that and the 12 Days of Christmas, you hear their rendition of that every once in a while, too. Yep. But we're not here to talk about those songs, Keenan. No, we're here to talk about We Wish You a Merry Christmas. And I wanted to include this one because it was very similar to Newfound Glory, where it's kind of a, a newer take on an older Christmas song. They also use like an old-fashioned punk rock riff and beat. Like it was pretty badass actually yeah so they expanded they didn't just take the song and cover it they added their own little verses before the chorus i would say i think there's only one different verse the very first verse of the song uh maybe there were two actually maybe both verses were different you're right there's two there's the one in the beginning and then the one later on where they say they talk about god and praying for his blessing to carry on that one could have been in the original but it's not god forbid you you let a secular Christmas song just stay secular. <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to just force God down our throats, Reliant K. They always do. But their first verse, I wanted to bring this up because I feel like it's an important point to make. Yeah. The song starts out, so we drive as fast as we can go through the black night, black ice, and all the snow. You shouldn't drive as fast as you can go over black ice, Keenan. No, very dangerous. You shouldn't be driving at all when there's black ice, as I've been told by my parents. Right. It's really treacherous, like incredibly scary when you you come across a patch of that. So yeah, I understand the sentiment. They're trying to get home to see their loved ones, but just you shouldn't say something like that. Are they, though? Maybe they're going out on the town and going to bars and causing some mischief. We don't know where they're going unless they say it. I can't remember. <laughs> this is Reliant K's uh, drunk driving on Christmas. Song. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought it was. It was like a little too over the top, but I don't know. Compared to the original one, this one definitely fewer references to figgy pudding and definitely <laughs> way more references to, yeah, doing some negligent driving. Yeah. I, wow. I didn't even catch the, the lack of figgy pudding. Oh, that's one of the first things I noticed. Where's all the figgy pudding? <laughs> that is messed up. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet the other day, and I don't know how old it is, but it was just the person that wrote this song, like, playing it for critics for the first time. And it's like, so this is your Christmas song, and it's about wishing people a Merry Christmas, and also demanding figgy pudding in more <laughs> yeah. and more direct and, and like, angry tones. So yeah, yes, each is... verse you're like, now where's my figgy pudding? You're getting we like really passive aggressive about it. until we got some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they left out the whole figgy pudding narrative, but threw in some more, um, yeah, swerving on windy, icy roads. And God's blessing. That's right. Yeah, they did a good job with it. All, all that aside, 
Some of those things are actually positive. I don't really even know what figgy pudding is. I guess a, a pudding made from figs. <laughs> I can't say I've ever had it, so I'm not really sure. But some yeah, some British so. cuisine that, that we've evolved past over in <laughs> yeah. America. We found better ways to make pudding like cream and <laughs> cream, I guess. I guess it's just cream. The little powder stuff you just mix in. That's right. Uh, butterscotch, the swirls. I like the flavor swirls. Tapioca. Now that we're, we've been talking for a little bit, Keenan, are little fun, intricate tropes that we've used in the past have started to come back to me. And one that came up in this song is a misheard lyric, and I wanted to get your take on this one. Oh, okay. So the lyrics that I used, it's like a Christmas song. I had to look up the lyrics to make sure. Um, but they say on the lyric site, good tidings we bring to you and your king, like K-I-N-G. Oh, on the site it said that? On the site it said that. But listening oh, to the song, weird. they absolutely are saying the word kin, K-I-N. Yeah, and they definitely say kin in the original too. Right. But then I Googled this song, King versus Kin, and apparently there's a lot of people out there that think it's king, which I guess is relates back to Jesus being born and, you know, the king and, and whatnot. Yeah. But it's kin, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's kin. I probably think thought back in the day when I was a kid that it was king too. Yeah, before you knew words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before I knew kin, that, that was a newer <laughs> one. But yeah, in the last several years, I've always heard it as kin. And it, I think the difference why it wouldn't be talking about like Jesus the king is because it's wishing just people a Merry Christmas. You're saying, oh, I want you and your family to have a Merry Christmas. You and your your loved ones, your kin. We're on the same page here, Keenan. Okay. Well, we can agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Misheard, not by us, but by the dummies on the internet, Mike. Just Google, we wish you a Merry Christmas, King or Ken. And there's a lot of people discussing <laughs> a lot of it. debate out there. Yeah. I'm not surprised. That's the one thing about the internet is people were discussing it a lot in like 2008, but it's still out there for us to read. Hmm. Yeah. That, that stuff doesn't go away, Mike. No. And then finally, always loved how this song ends. In keeping with that kind of old school, like heavy, badass, drum, bass, guitar riff, it ends on a pretty sick, like, breakdown. Exactly. We're going to play it right here, Mike. I've been getting into some Reliant K again, Keenan, over the past year, driving around. That's one of the problems with having kids is I really don't get to listen to music I want to listen to anymore. I just take requests, and the requests are usually pretty repetitive. But uh, on those off chances that I get a moment, I listen to their album Forget and Not Slow Down for the first time in a long time. Oh, yeah. And they, they really, um, they're a really good band. So good, Mike. Track number three. The Mains, Santa Stole My Girlfriend. It's Christmas Day, I'm alone again. She's with him now, I'm with my loneliness. She ran away from my 
months ago Left with this sleigh Through the North Pole Please come back home And leave that fat man alone Santa, you bitch Didn't get a damn thing from my Christmas list All I got was this broken heart And that's it Santa, you bitch Oh, there's only one thing that I truly wish I wish my old girl Would have never kissed Saint Nick Would have never kissed Saint Nick Mike, I gotta say, I've never heard this one before. I heard it for the first time, like a few weeks ago, and I immediately knew that I wanted to discuss it. How good is this one? How funny is it? It was really funny. I have never heard it i don't really even know the main if i'm being completely honest are they a band that i should know like i've heard of them but so weirdly enough they've been around for a pretty long time like this song actually came out in 2008 yeah Uh, again i just heard it for the first time they've been around for a long time i would consider them more of like a pop rock band that sometimes gets grouped into pop punk okay like i've seen them open not personally but i've seen them on lineups opening for pop punk bands but i've also seen them open for pop bands I know that Shane actually saw them, uh, I think maybe like a year ago. They had some free concert at Xfinity oh, and he cool. went and saw them and he said that they were great. And he said they probably felt a bit more poppy than pop punk. Gotcha. Yeah, no, they're a band that I've heard of, but never really thought, oh, I should listen to them. But uh, this is a nice introduction, this song, because it is really funny. It's kind of like if the classic Christmas song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. It kind of takes that to the next level. Like what if, uh, a woman in your life actually was getting along with Santa and it wasn't just your dad <laughs> dressed up. Yeah, it's the updated version of that. And it's like what happens afterwards. Like, oh, they kissed on Christmas and then what happens if they actually ran away together? And yeah. that's what <laughs> that's what they're singing about here. Santa ruins your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which is a funny concept. And also it's similar to the previous two songs that we just listened to where there's some element of a traditional song in there, but they make their own pop punk sort of spin on it. Um, I feel like this one takes it the extra mile when they say, Santa, you bitch. I think yeah. when you hear that for the first time, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I I honestly did uh, LOL at that because the title kind of gives it away a little bit. It's like, oh, what the, is yeah. this song really just going to be about that? And like, really, that's what it's about. That's There's not too much more to expand on. It's Santa yeah. stole your girlfriend. And uh, yeah, the Santa, you bitch line really just hit me in the funny bone, so... It was a fun little, uh, fun little surprise. See, it's interesting. I heard the song as I listened to it over and over again. I heard it a couple different ways. One, I heard kind of this like comedic take on "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus," where you know she literally runs away with Santa, and you're kind of left wondering like, is she ever coming back? She's been gone for four months now, as they <laughs> say in the song. But another thing that I was thinking, Mike, and I want you to weigh in on this. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus" is it's, it's a little kid who misreads the situation. There's that twist where it's like, oh, it's not really Santa kissing mom. It's dad. Dad was dressed up like Santa, putting stuff under the Christmas tree, and he was the one kissing her. So I was thinking, maybe it's similar to that where like, I don't know, he's at like a work function, like a Christmas party, or he's at like a, I don't know, some other event with his girlfriend. And some guy, like a coworker or a friend, is disguised like Santa, and he he like turns a corner and catches him kissing. And then 
you know, she runs away with this guy that she said like, oh, you, you don't have to be worried about that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it potentially that way. It could be. I don't, I don't think that makes the situation any better. No. Well. It's almost. No, no matter what, she's running away with some guy <laughs> who looks like Santa. Yeah. If it's, like, I'm just picturing not like a coworker dressed as Santa, just really one of the mall Santas. Like, oh, oh, that might be the worst case. A ripe old 85 year old Santa. <laughs> yeah. Some people are into older men, and that's fine. We don't kink shame on this podcast, but... We certainly don't, Mike, or else we'd be shaming you, <laughs> shaming you out of town, Mike. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton? It's been so long. I, I saw it a long time ago. I haven't seen it in the last few years. So I I don't remember the, the name of the actress, but the woman who plays uh, the mom on Gilmore Girls is in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a sex scene in that where she's, you know yelling f me santa f me santa <laughs> yeah it's it's a very it's, it's kind of like that it's a very funny yeah. movie so this is kind of sort of like that potentially yeah totally my head went to when couples experience infidelity things of that nature sometimes they try to seek revenge on their partner oh yeah so if your girlfriend runs away with in this case it's the real santa it's not some <laughs> some guy just dressed yeah. up as Santa. Do you then try to, um, you know, make a play at Mrs. Claus? Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, she's got to be upset too. Maybe send her a text like, this is so messed up. I can't believe this. Like, I could really use somebody to talk to right now if you're around. And then, I don't know, see where it goes. I mean, I feel like at that point you got nothing to lose, right? Mrs. Claus is like, she's just a classic beauty. She's timeless. She doesn't age. Do they age? No, and she's always portrayed very, very nicely, you know? Always yeah, looks I nice mean, and cozy. <laughs> she does look cozy. She could make you cookies. <laughs> <laughs> she would make you a lot of cookies. Uh, you know, I will say, just on the record, not my type, Mike, but like, yeah, I mean, maybe. It'd be cool. It'd be a story. If you go on like a couple of days with Mrs. Claus, it'd be a story. Right. And I don't want to sound rude, but... I think my intentions would be insincere too. Like I wouldn't yeah. say she's my type. This would it's revenge. Right. That's the primary the primary reason to go after her would just be to get back at Santa. Well, here's the thing, not to get too technical here, but let me go one step further. Mm -hmm. If that happens, if your girlfriend runs away with Santa, is she the new Mrs. Claus or mm. like is Mrs. Claus is that like till death? Like how does that work? Not sure. There's a lot actually we can dissect here now that i think about it more do they broach that subject in the santa claus i was just you know what uh coach k and i started the uh the santa claus the trilogy uh, tv show the series oh the series okay yeah which came out what last year i think i i saw that up on my disney plus screen i think one came out last year and one came out this year okay a couple episodes we started the one from last year the other night mm -hmm. episode one and I, it seems like there is some like I don't know. It seems like there is some tension there between Santa and Mrs. Claus. So I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like maybe they could, they could break up, right? Yeah. In the original movie, is it Scott Calvin's divorced? Yeah. Santa Claus dies. Yeah. Kills him. And then he becomes Santa Claus. So really it's like, it's kind of just set up perfectly. Like here's your hot wife, Mrs. Claus. Well, he has to... That's the plot of the second one. He has to go find Mrs. Claus or else he loses his, his Santa-ship, his Santa-hood. Okay. See, I haven't watched the second one in a while. Oh, yeah. That's the whole, that's the whole plot. He's got to find Mrs. Claus or else he's out. 
But I'm just saying, like, he's single at the time, so. Correct. Yeah. Um, what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> My question was, oh, does it if make he you cheats on Mrs. Claus and, like, brings this, oh, like, this... hot new yeah. slam piece to the North Pole, is yeah. she out? Or, like, how does that, like, is, is the new girl, just does she automatically become the new Mrs. Claus? I don't know. It's something like, um, it's never happened before. It would be like a, a president getting divorced while in the White House. Like, would, yeah. would the first lady still be the first lady? Or yeah. would there be two first ladies? Um, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, which, hey, it's 2023, Mike. You know, these things can happen. It can. And that would be a problem for my whole plan because if the old Mrs. Claus is now just another woman. like <laughs> Another old jolly woman. Yeah, I don't know if it would hold the same appeal. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Santa would still be upset. Yeah, that could be. Now, are they immortal, Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus? Well, Scott Calvin killed True. Santa Claus. So <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, I think, they don't die don't of know, old like, age, right? Just bar, falling yeah, off Yeah, barring of... catastrophe, I think they do live forever. <laughs> okay. Once again... Not positive. I'm not not the expert here, but yeah, there are some times in marriage when the only reprieve is knowing that one day both of you will die <laughs> till death, <laughs> till death do you part. <laughs> they say till death, and some days it can't come fast enough, Keenan. Well, that's probably why Santa wants to like you know cheat on Mrs. Claus because yeah. if they don't die, he's like, okay, well, this is just becoming ridiculous. Oh man, see now I'm starting to come around. I'm like kind of getting a little. <laughs> Empathetic You're on his side Santa. now. You're on Santa's side? Yeah. That scumbag? I have uh, Santa Stockholm Syndrome over here. Oh, my God. Santa Stockholm Syndrome would be a pretty sick pop punk band name. Yeah, it would. If you can pronounce it. <laughs> That's not easy. Blink-182's next Christmas song. Ooh, I like it. Track number four, The Wonder Years, Threadbare. On a crowded stretch of highway, we're counting on the car. Wonder Years, Mike, a local band. Yeah, very local, Keenan. Lansdale, PA, a stone's throw away from where we were born and raised. Exactly. We've done one of their songs before. We did another Christmas song of theirs, what, last year? Last year, two years ago? Yeah, one of those. Let me see. We have the list. <laughs> we have it right here. Uh, that would be two years ago, 2021. We did their song Christmas at 22, which I think was released maybe 2007-ish, 2008-ish. Yep. This one is newer. I think it just came out in 2021. A more mature band they've they've evolved into over, you know, that decade and a half. Before we even get into it, Mike, I think this is a good opportunity to launch into a little vocab lesson. Mm. Cooking it up with Susie Cook. Oh, I would love to. Another one of our favorite traditions. Let's bring it back. Was there a song that we had to do for that? Oh, da, da, da. <laughs> oh yeah. Italian the Italian chef song. song. Yeah. Let's make sure we throw that in. <laughs> Cooking it up with Susie Cook, the vocab lesson. 
So, Threadbare Mike, you know what it means? I know what it means now, but I can't say I ever used it in a sentence. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is, um, I don't know, maybe I've come across before, but I did have to look it up to remind myself. It's becoming thin and tattered with age, which could mean like a garment, or if you're talking about a person, could mean poor or shabby in appearance. So, obviously kind of the same thing. Yeah. I used a context clue from the song because... Dan Soupy Campbell sings, I'm feeling threadbare like the sleeves of my sweater. So right. he's kind of taking both those definitions and saying, you know, his clothes are ratty and worn. Maybe not ratty, but definitely worn. And he's also feeling run down and tired from life on the road, life of touring. And the main theme of this one is, we saw this kind of as well with their their Christmas song, Christmas at 22. It's a lot of coming home and seeing those you love. But I've always kind of followed Dan Campbell's life. It's It's been weird because he also has two sons that were born like just before my two sons were born. Oh, really? Like his son is slightly older than Jack and then his second son's slightly older than Patrick. So oh, wow. it's always been interesting to to see his Instagram posts and things like that. Um, so this song really kind of stopped me in my tracks when I was reading the lyrics because I could definitely appreciate that feeling of he mentioned seeing his wife's silhouette and like just peering in from outside, coming in out of the cold and uh, feeling the warmth of being with all these people that he loves. He mentioned seeing his baby being carried to their bassinet. And it's just all these things that on a day-to-day basis, I probably complain about a lot. Like I know before we started this recording... I was trying to get my son Patrick to go to sleep and there's things when like that stuff is gone. You're like, oh, wow, I actually miss it. Whereas every other day, it's just kind of a, another chore you need to do something else to tend to. Yeah. But when you're gone for so long, it's like, wow, I miss my, you know, just seeing my wife's reflection in the window or seeing my kid getting carried off to bed. So very emotional song for me. It made me think about how lucky I am to not have to live that rock star life on the road all the time. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I was picturing him, you know, on a, I don't know, a four, five, six month tour and then finally coming home for the holidays and just being like totally emotionally drained, but Mm -hmm. so happy to be there. But it's, I think, relevant to all of us. Like you could be working a super hard job and have a couple pretty long months and you're just trying to survive through the holidays when you finally get, you know, maybe a few weeks off and be able to spend it with your family. So I think it's relatable to the average person, but it's probably so much more drastic for somebody like him who's probably home with somewhat rarity, right? Yeah, just home then on the road again. It's probably thrilling and also a bit heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. I think they did a great job just describing the feeling. And even though we're not touring musicians, like a couple of the ways they described it just really 
struck a chord with me. Like one of the lines says, we pull into the driveway. I see fragments of my heart through the warm glow of the window spilling light onto the lawn. Like to describe people that you care about as fragments of your heart. That's such a cool way, you know, to think about it. And uh, it got me thinking, like, I contest that there's really no greater feeling in the world than like, it happens mostly at the holidays, Christmas especially, like coming in out of the cold into like a nice warm home and just like everybody's like, hey, like, how you doing? Like, that's just such a such a great feeling. Yeah. I think part of this was they released it in 2021 after that COVID Christmas where a lot of this stuff didn't happen. All these traditions that just couldn't be held for various reasons. It's great to just walk into a, a party of family and friends and just be like, everybody stops and says, hey, how's it going? Lots of hugs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It reminds me of that scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I know that that's Thanksgiving, not Christmas, but mm-hmm. have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. It's the definitive Thanksgiving movie. It literally is, and it's so good. But the last scene of the movie when Steve Martin finally makes it home after taking planes, trains, and automobiles to get there, yeah, and he walks into the door and everybody just like pauses what they're doing and are just so happy to see him, and it's yeah. like that moment of just like all the emotion of this journey that he had with John Candy was like... It was like a burden lifts off his shoulders and just the glee in everybody's face. I picture that scene, like walking into a house where everybody's finally expecting you and you can finally say hi to everybody that you love. Yeah, that's a great call. That's like the perfect depiction of what I'm thinking. Like that movie, you see them like setting the table and lighting the candles. Yeah, and they're exactly. all just waiting. It's such a beautiful scene. Like and then dad's coming home and then the music like kicks in and it's like, it's a comedy movie, but that always makes me like kind of choke up a little bit. Because it's yeah. like they've been on this insane journey together and like hated each other. And now he's bringing his new friend home to to meet his family and his wife after finding out that, um, you know, he's kind of a, a lone wolf traveling around. So I won't stay long or anything. Maybe I'll just come in and say hi and then I'll be on my way. All right. Just come on. Final little Easter egg of the song, Mike. This might blow your mind a little bit, hopefully. There was one line that I literally had to pause and like collect my thoughts. So the line is, when I think of December, I always think of May. And at first you think he's talking about the month and you're like, well, why is he thinking of summer when he's, you know, thinking about winter? Right. And then I read the lyrics and it was M-A-E, the name. Mm-hmm. So it's, when I think of December, I always think of May. And her house on Erdenheim, where everyone I love felt safe. Erdenheim Avenue, which is in Erdenheim, PA, mm-hmm. near Flowertown, Glenside, is where Kira lives. It's the street that Kira, Coach Kira, grew up on. She's lived her whole life. Her wow. mom grew up there. Her grandmothers lived there. Her sister now currently lives there. Their family has been on that block for literally generations. Wow. And I looked. I poked around, and it's the only one at least that I could find in the area. So I think he's literally talking about 
the street that probably has like maybe 20 houses on it. Yeah. Where Coach Kira, my girlfriend, lives. That's very cool. Isn't that crazy? Very small world. And it's like, you know, they're from Lansdale. So it's not like a coincidence. Like that probably is the street, you know? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I had to text her, obviously, and be like, did you ever know anybody named May? Can you ask your mom? We <laughs> we couldn't find a May. Dug around. I got some leads, but nothing definitive. So I, I don't want to put anybody on blast. Sure. Um, but the investigation continues. We think May is out there. We think Coach Kira might be living next to, I don't know, maybe his ex-girlfriend, maybe a family member of his that he's close with, somebody that Soupy knows. Yeah. I would say May sounds like an older an older woman that it like, does. Yeah. took people in, you know, took the kids in when they were home from school or from tours. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy though. Maybe by our next episode next year, we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> but no, it's cool. That's what I love about listening to the Wonder Years. And I've gotten, I've gotten into them a lot in the last few months. It's just fun to hear songs where they mention all these places that you and I know. Mm -hmm. It's just super close to home for us, which is cool. Track number five, Neck Deep's December. I was looking out our window, watching all the cars go. I'm the last thing you remember It's been a long, lonely December I wish I'd known that last is more That I was passed out on the floor And that's the last thing I remember It's been a long, lonely December I gotta say, Mike, Neck Deep is probably one of my favorite you know, what I would say newer current pop punk bands that has been around for, you know, maybe the last 10 to 15 years. And they're sort of taken over the scene currently. It's a band that I've gotten into quite a bit. And this is one of the songs that actually helped get me into them. I feel like we've put this on our list before of like potential songs to use. Because I, I know I listened to it in the past. Maybe you've just referred it to me in past years and said, check this song out because this wasn't the first time I listened to this one. Yeah, And I don't really know why I would have listened to it unless you had told me to, because I know they're a band that you're very fond of. And uh, as we know, I'm not as into the scene as you currently are. So I was wondering, because if you search this song in Spotify, there's two different versions. And depending on which one you listen to, you kind of come away with two different like responses, or at least I did. Mike, I'll raise you. There's actually... Even more versions than just the two you probably found. But oh, no. subtle distinctions between the others. But I know the two you're talking about. Either the sort of slow, acoustic, somber one. Right. Or the electric full band version, which features Mark Hoppus. I 
electric one's actually called December Again. That's right. Featuring yeah. Mark Hoppus. So mm-hmm. I listened to both and the acoustic one was like, <laughs> just my main takeaway was like, this song is just such a bummer. Like <laughs> It's so sad, yeah. It's really sad. But then when you listen to it electric, it's like, okay, it's still like a bummer song, but like I don't feel as distraught for this guy as I did when I listened to the acoustic version. Yeah, for sure. I think the instrumentals definitely changed the, the overall feeling, the overall tone to it. I mean, the lyrics are, are essentially the same. And if you really listen to it, you do kind of come away with similar feelings. But yeah, you can rock out to the electric version. And then when Mark Hoppus comes in, obviously you're like, okay, this is a jam. But either way, the song is about going through a breakup in the month of December. I don't even know if this is necessarily a Christmas song, Mike. <laughs> um, it does get grouped into like all the pop punk Christmas playlists, and I consider it one. But it's really just about like a winter breakup. And the singer, as he kind of grapples with this, clearly hasn't quite moved on. The other person in the song has, you know, clearly moved on. They're dating somebody else. And it's sort of the the drama that ensues when you're kind of dealing with that scenario. Yeah. And this song actually has my Christmas tattoo line, Keenan. Oh, that's exciting. I don't know if we did this on past Christmas episodes, but considering it's been 12 months, I thought we could sneak one in. Yeah, I think you have to. And this just goes off what you were just, just saying. But he sings, cast me aside to show yourself in a better light. I came out grieving, barely breathing, and you came out all right. Yeah, it's pretty emo. It's, dude, it's, I heard that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's good. Like, that's, like, that's the kind of, like, inject this into my veins stuff that, like, made me love this music to begin with. So good, yeah. In any other context, you would maybe cringe at that, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I, I feel every word of that, because those situations where you're distraught, and the only thing that makes it worse is the fact that the person that you're distraught over could not care less about the situation. Like, and it's consumed every like waking moment of your life. And they're just like, I've moved on. I'm good. Yeah. Sucks. That's what's so cool about this song is the imagery of it, where he's like pacing, you know, the neighborhood trying to call this person who's not answering. He's thinking about her with her new boyfriend and how they're, you know, making out on a couch somewhere. Mm -hmm. He's looking out the window, I would assume on tour you know, looking at the cars pass by, not even sure what city he's in. And he doesn't really care because he's just so focused on where this person is in the world and, and what they're doing. The imagery in the song is like, I mean, it's it's unmatched. Yeah, it's great. Going back to what you said about he has a line about pacing around the block, calling and not answering. That also made me think like the silent treatment is one of the worst things you can do to a person. Oh, yeah. Like that drives me insane because... Uh, mostly it's with my lovely wife when, if you know, we've had an argument and I try to call her either to continue with the argument or to, uh, to give her make uh, amends, mea, mea culpa. Yeah. But when she doesn't answer, it's just like, you, you're not answering. Like, yeah. It just makes you so much angrier. Yeah. yeah. Cause usually it's like, I'm just, I'm just calling to say like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big idiot. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, but then it's like, why? I not you know, you know that they're just screening the call. You know, they're not <laughs> yeah. busy at all. Uh, in this case, it's like if she is busy, she's busy with another guy. So, yeah, double-edged sword there. I think theirs is a different scenario because it sounds like they're broken up, and so she really doesn't owe him anything. Whereas that's you true. Know, you and Abby are married, so she should probably answer. I still think the silent treatment is is painful. It's terrible. It's, it is the worst. In this case, though, you might be right. Maybe. Uh, 
she said all she needs to say, and he just needs to get Move over on. it. Yeah. Yeah. Go out there, Ben. Find somebody new. Where are we on getting Mark Hoppus to play on a knuckle puck song? To play on a knuckle puck song? Do you remember when we spoke with uh, Kevin Maida? He was oh, saying yeah. how that was like a huge, like, that would kind of make him like reflect on where he's at in his career. Like if they could somehow perform or do something with Mark Hoppus. I got to think they're close. Because we figured out that like the people he knows in the scene, like he's like one Kevin Bacon away from like yeah. knowing Mark Hoppus or something. Yeah. He hops on all these songs, blinks back, baby. Like they're they're writing, they're recording. Like he should want to like get on some some songs. I feel like now's the time. You do see Mark Hoppus feature on a lot of songs. You see Travis Barker featuring his drums on a lot of songs. I feel like they're they have to be close at this point. The other version of this song, by the way, Mike, that I mentioned at the beginning, Chris Caraba is actually featured also in the bridge. Really? Like, during Mark Hoppus's spot. I'm not sure where that feature came from, why it happened, but there's another version where Chris Caraba's in it. And it's like slightly different. I miss your face, you're in my head. There's so many things that I should have said. A year of suffering, a lesson. They just did a demo and sent it out to everybody they could think of. And they just happened to get two bites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, guess we do both now. Yeah. That's very cool. Dashboard. We've done a Dashboard Christmas song in the past. Tommy Lindemann. Good times. Good times, Mike. Track number six, Switchfoot's Midlife Christmas. <laughs> How about that plan words, Mike? I like it, Keenan. It's like um, uh, Midlife Crisis, right? <laughs> that's right, Mike. Like Christmas music at the mall I keep looking for the magic But these feelings don't resolve And the gray skies overhead Are disillusioned and appalled Welcome to my midlife Christmas Also newer, Mike, came out, I think, only last year, right? Yeah, kind of surprising because uh, this is one of mine, Hand Up, and I was trying to think of some, you know, some bands we haven't really featured before, and I was like, well, we nail Reliant K almost every year. Switchfoot's like the other uh, god tier, no offense, God, <laughs> like Christian band, 
So they have to have some Christmas songs out there. Yeah. Uh, surprised that this was so recent and they put out an album last year. I was expecting one from like 2001 or something. But uh, this one kind of struck a chord with me because it kind of goes over what Christmas around the middle of your life feels like. The traditions are a bit tired. The magic seems to be gone. And trying to figure out what has left that has made you feel differently than in years past. And I could relate to that personally. Like, you know, we're 33 now. Uh, Christmas is not the same holiday it was when we were young lads. There's still a bit of a mystique to it, but it's definitely changed over the years. Would you say? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the title speaks for itself. They're talking about a midlife crisis around Christmas time. And yeah, to your point, they're saying that everything feels forced and repetitive. Family members don't seem genuine. As an adult, Mike, like you really lose most of that magic, right? Mm -hmm. It just feels like oftentimes you're maybe reliving the magic through your kids, I think is the best way to try to recapture it. But it's just never quite the same. You're in a... Yeah, I was gonna say you're an adult. You're a dad. I'm also an adult. I swear. I'm an adult. You're an adult, Mike. You're a dad. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you probably know better than I do. You just sort of talked about it, but like, is some of that magic back because you have kids now and you got to live it through them, or is it you're just constantly chasing that high that we had when we were toddlers during Christmas time? Breaking news, Keenan. The magic is back. Oh, nice. That's good news. So all I need to do is pop out a little kid, and I can be happy again. Yeah, but only at Christmas time. The rest of the year okay. is pretty miserable. <laughs> okay, good to know. Just kidding. I love I love my kids. Yeah, I had to put that disclaimer. I truly do. I don't want people to get the wrong idea, <laughs> but it's a lot of work. Um, hence why we haven't released one of these in a in a year. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, thanks a lot, Patrick and Jack. <laughs> it's it's definitely different, and it's not quite the same. It's just like Abby and I were talking about it. We're involved in multiple little. Uh, uh, gift giving circles and whatnot where it's just kind of like everybody gives each other a gift card and it's like why why don't we just not do that and s just keep our own 25 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever <laughs> yeah and i'm like i guess that makes me a grinch but it's like kind of true i was texting my sister and i'm like amazon gift card and she said yeah amazon gift card so it's like we're just gonna <laughs> dude buy each other amazon gift cards yeah that's hilarious i literally for the first time ever had that same text exchange with my siblings where i was like hey you know maybe this year we don't have to get each other something you know chelsea i'll buy your kid something why don't you get something small for me from them and we'll just call it even like we don't need to all get each other similarly like you know we're just exchanging the same thing back and forth mm -hmm. every year like the feeling I got from this song, like you got to do it, but it's like, I don't know. It doesn't have the same uh, pizzazz, but going back to, you know, being a dad at Christmas time, it is exciting because, you know, you see the excitement in their eyes, uh, you know, going to meet Santa. We went through like one of those drive through light displays and, and Jack absolutely like loves that. Yeah. He's at the perfect age now where he kind of gets everything that's happening understands you know he gets presents understands baby jesus being born so that's kind of does cool. he still believe in santa yeah i think what he, an idiot he better he just <laughs> kind of learned what he was like last year i think oh okay so he's four and a half so yeah of course he believes in santa and being able to play santa is fun too it's a joyous thing but not the same joy it's not just like you wake up and everything you could ever want is just there for you 
Yeah. It's like a lot of planning. You're doing all the work now. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. Like, did we get them enough? Like, are they going to like this? Are we just going to throw this in the basement and never look at it again? And I guess it really doesn't matter if we're in a, a great position where we can kind of like give our kids gifts. And I'm grateful for that. They don't understand the finances that go into it, which I always think about yeah. as an adult. Like, man, my parents give me so much stuff and I just thought it was some old guy that dropped it off. Uh, yeah. Like they really cared about me. So, but that's, that's great. Cause I know past Christmases, Christmas morning is always a great time. And to see them tear, it's like, just like we were, you tear open one thing like, Oh my gosh, yes. And then you just like throw it aside and go to the next one. Yeah. Socks. Ew. Yeah. No socks. We we're not getting any clothes this year. We can, uh, we have family members that will give them clothes. Okay, nice. So yeah, I guess you switch foot. Um, if you're looking for something to do, just have a couple kids and wait a couple years. Um, <laughs> and you won't be so depressed at Christmas time anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just Christmas, Keenan. It's like all of life. Like life takes on a whole different viewpoint, you know, because it's not like you're um, solely living for your own purposes anymore. It's kind of like right. It's kind of nice. Like you don't have to focus on yourself as much. Like you literally cannot i know we text every couple months like yo we should get together and get dinner do a double date and it's like not that i don't want to do that but it's like they get sick every other yeah. week or that's me texting you by the way yeah it is but i always <laughs> say yeah man that'd be awesome and then a month goes by and it's like oh are we gonna do a podcast again but um i just wish you'd prioritize me over your kids from time to time that's all if i could i would <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't allow it but no uh, so i think kids kids kind of have that effect on people where it's like it's almost like getting to relive life a little bit if that makes sense yeah and like i love taking jack to school and like going to his little parties and shows that they do and i have the fond memories of when we were little tykes in in grade school not a care in the world so that's all very cool Welcome back to the Parenting Project with Mike and Keenan. I know. Thanks all for tuning in. I know. That's the problem is like you could go on and on forever, but um, not necessarily the most stimulating conversation. <laughs> no, it is. I do find it interesting. I mean, that was my question to you is like, we're adults and we're sort of like curmudgeonly now because Christmas isn't as exciting anymore. And I am very curious to know like how it changes when you actually have kids. And so I, I do find that very interesting. Have you ever watched uh, I Think You Should Leave? Yeah, I have. I think it's the most recent season, but there's one great skit where a dad goes to a party and uh, he just starts talking about his kids and he's like, oh, there I go again, talking about my kids. Somebody tell me to shut up or something. <laughs> yeah. And then some guy does every time he talks <laughs> about his kids. And then he finally just enjoys his night for himself and he has yeah. like the best night of his life not yeah. talking about his kids for once yeah <laughs> i'm like so good. i could relate to that like it is kind of all you talk about because that's really it's your life there's not much else going on man yeah uh we love him we love him mike oh we do they make christmas uh way fun yeah so really you owe them i do i gotta say mike before we move on the music in this song, the actual instrumentation is, it's a lot different. I, I wouldn't call this like a pop punk song. Obviously, Switchfoot is like a, a Christian pop punk band, but I don't know, really slow. Doesn't even, again, sound like anything punk or rock. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it almost sounds like a, I don't know, like a washed up, depressed lounge singer, like yeah. a sad crooner. That's the vibe I got from the song, which was cool. It was different. L- little bluesy. Yeah. Very bluesy. Um, little jazzy. Yeah. It's just sort of somber, but it's not, it's not like the classic pop punk sound. It was good. It was a, yeah. it was a good change of pace. Hopefully something happier now, Mike. Track number seven, Motion City Soundtracks, Together We'll Ring in the New Year. I got some bad news for you, Keenan. This must be it. Welcome to the new year. The drinks were consumed, the plants were destroyed, and the hors d'oeuvres dismantled. I'm not smart. But most of all, I'm bored I'm trying to find out if my words have any meaning Lackluster and full of contempt when it always ends the same Why won't she listen to me? Why did I come? Oh, why did I come here? We've just had a block of like sad, depressing songs, Mike. This one at least is a little bit more upbeat. I shouldn't say that because I, I've enjoyed all these songs. So Me too. they each have their their purpose in this list. But yeah, it's another one where uh, I threw in another New Year song because I know we discussed last year with Auld Lang Syne, should we throw in a New Year song? This is always one that's come to mind when we put together these lists. It's not... A Christmas song per se, but Christmas and New Year's are just a week apart, so I think it's close enough. Totally. And Motion City soundtrack, we don't get to discuss them all that much. Hopefully, one day that will change, but right now I thought it was a good opportunity. So this is them at a New Year's party, and one of those parties where um, you know, you're kind of feeling out of place, you're starved for conversation, but you don't really want to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. When you do talk, you're interrupted or ignored and uh you kind of just want to be be at home by yourself and you <laughs> don't really know how to remove yourself from the situation yeah i feel like this song is more and more relatable as the years go on for us mike i feel like you know more often than not when i'm at a party i'm like oh yeah, my couch and my bed is seeming pretty comfortable right about now yeah but yeah that's exactly that's exactly what it is mike yeah, it was a little sad, a little depressing to just have to, you know, think about this guy that's thrown into this awkward situation. Does that happen to you a lot? Did that happen to you a lot? When I was trying to think of what to call it, like a cross-contamination of friends. Like mm, if you yeah. remember those parties in, I guess, mostly college or post-college where it was an eclectic mix of people. Yep. I would kind of run into that like when you would host things because you run with so many different groups and I'm not directly relating your parties to this song because I always enjoyed oh, no. myself. <laughs> I, I always enjoyed myself. I opened myself up for this. No, I always enjoyed myself at your parties, but like yeah. I would be like playing beer pong with like some Olympic rower that I never <laughs> yeah. would have, you know, come across otherwise. So that that yeah. was very cool. But sometimes you run into situations like like that where it's like somebody's new friends versus their old friends versus their school friends and it's like right. I don't know half these people. I don't 
maybe I have a lot in common with them, but I'm not going to be able to find that out over the course of tonight. Yeah. So you kind of just like go into your uh, shell and just hang out and not really get to know people. Yeah, for sure. I think for me personally, I don't know, usually I'm able to like socialize and not make things awkward and, and have a good time no matter what. But totally, when you walk into those scenarios where it's like a friend of a friend of a friend's party, you're like, what do I do? Like, who do I talk to? There have been times, Mike, where I've taken out my phone and looked at the weather app for a good five <laughs> to 10 minutes, or I've looked at my emails and like, oh, delete, 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 just like trying to do something to not look awkward. But yeah. um, I don't know, after a little liquid courage, I'm usually able to like open up a bit and, and have some fun and meet some new people. Yeah, you're a good foil off of of most people. And I would say I'm the same way. Once I get a little bit more comfortable, I'm I'm completely fine. But uh, I can appreciate the sentiment in this song where it's like uh, the one line, which is another great angsty line. These humans all suck. I'd rather be home feeling violent and lonely. Yeah. So it's kind of like you don't want to be here, but you know, if you were home, you would just be like, pissed off and and feeling alone yeah like depressed and sad and yeah. yeah if there's like you can't really win it's like i feel alone in this in this crowd of people and i feel like sad when i'm by myself so something you yeah. gotta work on i guess the one line that made me cringe so much was the i am often interrupted or completely ignored and that made me remember that one situation where like you're in a group of people and you start to say something and then like somebody else says something a little bit louder than you and they all pay attention to that person. Yeah. And then you have to make the decision of like, okay, do I wait for him to stop and do I bring that same thing up again? And sometimes you just like abandon it entirely. It's like one of those awkward social situations you can be in. Or if you're like telling a story and like people start to like lose interest and look away and you're like trying to tell it to like one person now as opposed to the group. <laughs> I always feel bad for those people and I always make sure I like listen extra um, uh-huh. just cause yeah. I don't want them to feel wow. so terrible. Yeah. That's great. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh, you cool, were dude. Yeah. Tell me more. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. And it's like when you have a funny thing to, to quip and it either gets, doesn't get heard and, or then somebody else repeats it and it gets laughs and you're like, that was mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the situations I find myself in now mostly are like, the other end when like somebody's just talking to you and you're trying to find your way out like <laughs> yeah. how do i leave this comment like the ultimate is just like i i gotta go pee like <laughs> if you want to keep talking to me i'm gonna wet myself <laughs> oh dude is that why you're always having to pee in front of me it's all starting to make sense what yeah. the hell <laughs> yeah i'm just trying i'm just trying to relieve myself and you're just standing there talking about you know all your escapades so uh, yeah but you know that feeling when like your neck starts to get warm like all right, I'm I'm kind of done listening yeah. to this person drone on and on, but yep. I'm guilty of it too. I, I know there's times on this podcast I feel where like I it's happening see, right now, Mike. <laughs> I can see your face and you're just like, okay, yep. Wrap it, it up. We got it. Uh, no, that never <laughs> happens, Mike. I always love what you say. <laughs> if you'll indulge me, Mike, I also have one more little non sequitur that this song reminded me of. Let's go. There are parts in the song where like, it makes it feel like he's making the situation awkward for himself. Like mm-hmm. there was something about like, oh, this girl's wearing a ring, like abort. Like clearly he's <laughs> trying to hit on some girl who's like married. So yeah. like he's in awkward situations. He's the awkward one at the party. What was like the most embarrassed you were at a party in a social setting? If you don't want to discuss it, you don't have to, but like, give me one good awkward moment where you walked away or you woke up the next morning and you're like, oh, that was really bad. 
how much time do we have? You know? <laughs> I know in college you had a, a a couple. I don't remember any specifics, but yeah, um, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> maybe not one that you necessarily <laughs> want to revisit, but I don't know. No, I don't know, man. Like honestly, like there were times when I probably overindulged, but usually I I did the thing where I kind of just Irish goodbye or like mm, yeah, kept to myself. At least you had the presence to like. I don't know, abort a situation like that and yeah. just get out of it. Like I would say there was more parties that I just kind of slept through than like made <laughs> yeah. a big fool out of myself. Okay, that's good. I, I had a, a nasty habit of like when you were hosting a party of like trying to, to drink a couple to get the nerves down and then oh, yeah. actually being too far gone by the time people actually showed up. Yep. I don't know. I'm trying to think, is there one party where it was like just bad? Like I'm sure, I'm sure there was a bad party. <laughs> The one that comes to mind was just, um, it was my good friend, uh, and it was her birthday and we were pre-gaming somewhere else and we, I showed up at the same time as a bunch of our other friends. Um, but for some reason she was upset that like, that I showed up late or whatever. It was like her brother and all of his friends were there and everybody was just mad at me for some reason. (laughs) Just you specifically? Yeah, specifically me. And I, I don't. (laughs) really know why i guess because like, to this day you don't know why i think can it, we ask the person what who is it no nah, we're, we're not really like like i wouldn't text her right now like we're i still consider her a friend but it was apparently i think earlier in the day i was trying to be funny and i said like oh nobody cares that it's your birthday like <sighs> and then you showed up late okay well obviously that's but why i she showed was up upset. late with like all of our other friends that were just Across the street at some other oh, apartment. She was hoping you would be there on time and celebrate her. I don't know. I got to say, Abby, my ride or die, at the time, I don't even remember if we were dating yet. And she was like, uh, I did. I ended up leaving the party because I'm like, okay, I'm not wanted here and this isn't going to end well. And, <laughs> yeah. and she came with me and uh, like I think Steve and Sean we were just like, okay, happy birthday. We'll see you tomorrow. Because like, that's how close we were. Like It was like an everyday kind yeah. of friend. And we sorted it out eventually. So no harm, no foul. But. That was a situation where I'm like, oh, man, I'm too drunk to navigate this situation right now. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Was that good enough? That's not that kind of sucked. Like, it wasn't... I'm basically immortal. Like, I'm kind of a god. Yeah, I mean, I can parties. tell. The last time I drank was probably my worst party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> that was the one that really did me in, but I don't really feel like reliving that one. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that one yet. <laughs> So the one that I thought of for myself, and there have definitely been a few where I've like woke up the next day and be like, oh, I need to apologize to a couple people. But worst feeling. One involves you and Abby specifically. You were there for it. <laughs> we don't need to relive the whole thing, but Abby had a party. We I don't even think we were graduated college yet. Like we were still maybe underage. Maybe we had just turned twenty one. We were in college. I think it was like a summer. I feel and like that might have was that her sister's high school graduation party? Maybe. Might have been. I don't know. I just remember there were test tube shots. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Or like syringe like shots. Jello shots. Yeah, it was something weird. But we were at Abby's parents' house and I don't know. It was a great night. Really fun. I got a little too drunk. We all passed out. Mm-hmm. I remember I woke up feeling so sick. And instead of leaving like everybody <laughs> else did, I just went up to like her bedroom, somebody's bedroom, and slept on like a couch <laughs> or like a floor. Yeah. And way overstayed my welcome and i remember abby coming up to check on me a couple times and then finally it was like i don't know they're probably going to like the 11 a.m mass and it was like quarter of and she's like keenan you gotta go and i was like 
I can't. I'm going to throw up. She's like, I don't care. Just get out of my family's house. And I had to like sneak out. It was like people were out and about. It was like middle yeah. of the day. And I was in my clothes from last night smelling like booze. And I remember driving home and I puked as I was driving on the way oh, home. Man. My mom was not happy yeah. when I got home. But I remember feeling so embarrassed. And I think Abby still holds it against me to this day, <laughs> even though it was 10, 15 years ago. I don't ago. think she cares. I've done enough to be held against me <laughs> since then to get you off the hook. But yeah, good point. Do I remember? Did you like sleep in your car after you left her house? Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think I went out to my car, took a little <laughs> nap there because I felt too sick. And then finally, mid-afternoon when I got the courage and the stamina to drive home, it was a mistake because I puked, but I did make it home. Yeah. We're still best friends. Abby, uh, you were in our wedding. So that's true. You didn't do anything irreconcilable. Yeah, I just drank too much and got sick. Yeah. And I, wanted I, to stay through mass. I do I remember that because Abby was texting me like, <laughs> Keenan's still here. And then you're texting me like, I'm sleeping in my car. <laughs> yeah. And I had departed. Um, but yeah, that was that was fun. And uh, not one of my finer moments, but it was fine. That was definitely, I think, like a senior, junior year, maybe a summer party of college. But yeah, that's the time of your life to make those mistakes, right? Totally agree. If I did it now, it'd be a problem. But back then, it was cool. <laughs> it would still be kind of funny. But <laughs> afterwards, we'd be like, Keenan, there's there's a problem. <laughs> uh, the glory days, Mike. And the final one of 2023, Mike. Track number eight, Good Charlotte's Let the World Be Still. Can we end on a good note, Mike? Yeah, Keenan, let's end on a good note. And let's end with the artist that we last talked about on this podcast. Whoa, that's a good point. What's it think of that? It was them, yeah. It all comes full circle, Keenan. This was um, a little bit of a change of pace, a more upbeat song, a more positive song. Definitely the newest Good Charlotte song that I've listened to in my life. Uh, yeah, that's sad to admit, but I think it's the same for me. Yeah, it came out in 2017, and um, they actually did a, a whole Christmas compilation. I think they did two parts, Christmas Part 1, Christmas Part 2. And I'm not quite sure even if this is technically considered a Madden Brothers song. But it's under the Good Charlotte uh, name in Spotify, so we'll go with that. But yeah, it's just about um, you know, coming together at Christmas time, being with your family. Anything that you may have been fighting over throughout the course of the year, try to put that aside. Like let bygones be bygones. Christ is born. Yeah, making amends, forgetting grudges from earlier in the year. Yeah. Um. There's also this element of just letting your loved ones know that you care about them, whether or not there was a grudge or not. But I think generally just forgetting about your worries during the holidays and enjoying the season for what it is, Mike. From Benji and Joel's perspective, do you think there was anybody in particular they were talking about when they were singing about putting 
your grudges beside you and reconciling with your family? I mean, maybe each other. You think? <laughs> maybe they were, you know, maybe they had a spat over in the year and they were like, you know what? Let's bury the hatchet. Oh, uh, see, I think it was probably their dad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that would make more sense. Like, yeah. Take your own advice, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. As as we've discussed at length ad nauseum on this podcast, they did not get along with their dad. So maybe it is about their dad, Mike. It could be. Sometimes Christmas uh, can't fix everything, but it's a, the perfect excuse to just send somebody that text like, hey, Merry Christmas. Hope the family's good. Do you do that? Like, have you, I guess, first question is, mm-hmm. have you ever used the holiday season to bury the hatchet with somebody and get over a grudge? Or... Do you, you know, just reach out to people generally and check in? How do you use the holiday season? So I can't say I've ever needed to use it as a way to bury a grudge, but I just mean those texts that you'll send friends, like maybe people that you're close to, but don't speak to every single day. Like maybe I'll send you one like, hey, Merry Christmas. Hope the family's good because, you know, they'll be with their family. You're close with their family as well. Hey, Keenan, let's uh, forget about that grudge. Hey, Keenan, let's just put a nail in this fucking podcast, man. Like, this is dead. Dead, Keenan. Oh. No, but does that make sense? Like, just, uh, yeah, hey, it how's does. it going? Hope the family's good. Like, miss you, bud. And totally. Yeah. If need be, you can rope onto that. Oh, and by the way, I- I'm sorry. Uh, I stole your girlfriend and I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, by the way, um, sorry, I got really drunk and slept in your bed and then in my car and stayed through mass. Sorry I was late <laughs> to your birthday party because I was pre-gaming too <laughs> yeah. hard. I'm starting to think there are a few people that we might need to reach out to on Christmas and make amends. Let's take their uh, their advice, Mike. A clear conscience is not a bad thing, Keenan. I agree. That anxiety you feel prior to coming clean and you know letting somebody know that maybe you made some mistakes it sucks but afterwards when there's a an understanding that you're on better terms there's no better feeling in the world for sure mike we've all been there this was a good one though mike i feel like this is a great way to close it out listening to good charlotte a little bit more upbeat a little bit more positive message and you know we should take their advice and we should connect with and reconnect with loved ones just like us mike you know, we've spent a few months apart, haven't really done the podcast in a little while, and yeah, you know, we're using this as an opportunity to reconnect. So happy to be here with you. Keenan, I cannot even describe how giddy I was when we hopped back on. It felt like no time had passed at all. And really, what's a year gone by between friends, you know? <laughs> For the record, we've kept in touch. We just haven't produced any uh, new content in a year, but yeah. We we have kept in touch somewhat. We did uh, off-screen, behind-the-scenes interactions. We did, yeah. Bonus content coming out soon. We can set the record straight because we did get some inquiries initially, but, you know, we're still friends. Uh, we still love each other. There's no allegations against either of us. No crimes have been committed. Everything's going good in life, which unfortunately sometimes means... Uh, Things get a bit busier than they did when the world shuts down for an extended period of time. That's right. And eventually, Patrick may sleep through the night. <laughs> and then we'll be back in full force, Mike. I can't wait till Jack can co-host this thing so I can, you know, step aside and just let him take over my role. That's right, Mike. Pass it on to your kin. And your kings. 
Cause it's Christmas tonight Let your heart be filled With love and light Let the world be still Cause it's Christmas tonight Let your heart be filled With love and light Because it's Christmas Another Christmas Cause it's Christmas Another Christmas good to be back mike at least for now that was really enjoyable i did miss it um and it's always fun to uh discuss those songs and listen to them and be able to uh share it with the people that we love and the people that listen along mike that's so true keenan i'm so glad you brought that up recently we got our spotify wrapped for the year sent to us and apparently there are still people that listen to the show uh despite our long absence so we do truly appreciate it appreciate you guys we really do and it's great. It feels great to be back. Don't want to speak too soon, Keen, but we have some plans for the future, so that's very exciting. In the meantime, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, please do. Poppunkproject at gmail.com, on Instagram at poppunkproject, and on Twitter at poppunkproject. So we check all of those fairly regularly. Twitter, very active. Drop us a line. It's not even called Twitter anymore. We didn't even discuss that. Oh, my that. gosh. It's called yeah, it's X, X now. Yeah. <laughs> Check Ooh. us out on X. Oh, boy. We missed, we missed all of that. We did. Thanks again, all. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Uh, am I missing any? Happy holidays in general. And as always, Mike, we hope you had the time of your lives. Good riddance. Okay, quick bonus content if you want to. Don't hit stop yet. Okay. I had this memory pop up. You got to see this memory. Nice. That was Steve Wood's rap song about Gennaro. Yeah, dude. They had so many good songs. So good. All right. Peace.